Okay, this meeting is being recorded. Very good. Welcome to Urbane Legends. The podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner. But much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Welcome to episode six of Urbane Legends, uh, the podcast about urban legends and with a tiny side wink to how to remain polite. Um, We missed out on that last episode, I've realised. I'm imagining it will slowly fade away and we can just call it Urbane Legends without having to sort of dance around the fact that it's just a pun. Justify the fact that it's a pun. Yeah, I mean, it could become a legend, legend, legend of its own. <laughs> uh, Whatever okay. happens in that segment. So just to introduce us, as if you didn't already know, uh, I am professional voiceover actor, Chris Flynn, and alongside me is... I'm the amateur voice actor, Neil Herbert. The amateur voice actor, Neil Herbert. Um, how's it been going in the amateur leagues, Amdram? Uh, not 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 well, and I'd, I would have said enthusiastic amateur, but that's let's face it, that's not true. You're not enthusiastic. Unenthusiastic, unenthusiastic amateur. Um, yeah. we're looking of... at relegation. <laughs> relegation St- yeah. from the from. So what would that be down to? Uh, Sunday league. Mimes. Sun miming. So just yeah, you're not miming. allowed to talk. <laughs> just trapped trapped in a virtual box. Sunday league mimer Neil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, um, so Neil, this week have you been uh, uh, keeping it paranormal? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, what kind very, of sp- very spooky around where I where but I am. Have you what have you been doing? Creeping through churchyards, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you said creeping through churchyards. I was just trying to, you know, I was, I was looking for vortexes. Oh, really? Did you find any? Yeah, I want to see if there are any ley lines around where I live. Not yet, no. No, um, I think there's probably one. At the uh, Iron Age Hill Fort at Hollingbury. That seems like a kind of... I mean, that they built all hill forts on ley lines, didn't they? I think. Yeah, you're nodding. That's you. That's not very good on a podcast. No, it's not, not is it? No, it's not good. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I was just trying to think if... <coughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the, the street. Is it North Road or North Street, where you go down towards the seafront? North Street. North Street. Yeah, I think there might be a Hellmouth hell there. Located in the around prison. Oh right, that's uh, that's West Street, mate. West Street, right? Okay. For goodness' sake, Neil, it's almost like you didn't go to these dreadful clubs when you were a teenager. They're uh, still are they all still going? I don't know. Should I start now that I'm 38 and single again? Should I start going down there? Because I always remember there were some quite um, inappropriately old people in those clubs. Yeah, it's like inappropriate being the being the primary word. Yeah, no, I don't think you should. I wouldn't advise it. No, you don't think so. Well, I mean, okay. give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I'm kind of drifting where sort of even sort of over 25 nights are would be too young for me, wouldn't it? I'd look Anything weird, involving but... the 20s? You, basically, you want to be going to the pensioner nights. Darby and Joan Club sort of. <laughs> sort yeah, of yeah saga, saga, you know, oh, yeah. Beatles, over 50s night. That's what you want to be looking at. Yeah, ballroom dancing, uh, shuffleboards. That kind yeah. of that kind of thing. Um Shall pay penny. Yeah, uh what's his name? 
Oh, maybe, maybe something with the James Last Orchestra. Have you James heard of them? No. My grandfather was a big fan. Basically, they would <laughs> take any kind of sort of music, some, some, something vaguely famous, like, I don't know, it might be like Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney or something, right. and do like a sort of soft jazz um, orchestra version. Ooh, that sounds like an old person's version of Radio Dread, which does like dub pillows, versions like of radio headsons. pillows for your ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much, yeah. Um, what's his name? David Van Day? Is that his name? The one who oh, is... Oh, the guy who was in Dollar. Yeah. I think yeah. he sells ice cream down the seafront these days or something. Does he I, um... Well, he did, or had a business that did that or something. I, uh... <laughs> I crashed a Brighton and Hove Conservative Party Christmas drinks once um, at a pub in Brighton. We didn't know that was what it was, and the doors were shut, but the side door was open, so we just went in and um, just helped myself to some food and drinks and that. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, exactly. I pay your wages. Um, and uh, and David Van Day was there doing the... Because he was in Buck's Fizz, of course, as well, course. before Dollar. He says, pretending he knew that. <laughs> of course, you will remember him from Buck's Fizz. Uh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he's a. I had a chat with him. He's a weird guy. Um, really? I imagine. Yeah, he is quite weird. Yeah, and and very conservative. Okay. Well, his his band was called Dollar, so um, mm. that kind of tells you his leanings. Um, but I imagine he might be at a, at a saga event. I, yeah, I could imagine him picking up picking up chicks. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, you know, there's be a lot of groupies, and you know, good good solid pay for. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like a really low rent version of people do a residency in Las Vegas. Yeah, or yeah. Um, or a medium version of doing the cruises. Yeah, so you just, you know, just a re- do a residency in Bognor Regis or something. <laughs> the cru- cruise around the Dublin Bay area with David Van Day. <laughs> stopping it's, off, stopping off at Wrexham. <laughs> it's a it's a six person barge. <laughs> Going, going up and down a canal somewhere <laughs> in the Norfolk Broads, he says, I don't know. Well, that'd be quite nice. Yeah. I mean, get rid of him, obviously. But... Yeah. Um, sorry, but you don't have to come. We just want the barge. So I feel that uh, but to make up from last week, I should probably give some etiquette tips because I know some people do tune in specifically for that. I would imagine that's the highlight of the time for most people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not... Not um not a high standard to reach. <laughs> um, so Neil, when to text? It's a problem we all have when we're in public. I just company, don't. I just don't, I wish somebody would tell me because I just don't know. It's it's making me fraught with anxiety. Well, if you're in that situation, um, sorry, I'm just sending a text, Chris. Oh bloody hell, Neil! That's terrible etiquette. You really it's need. It's not this. the right time. Well, good. I better put my text down and listen to this then. So apparently, apparently, according to Farid Manju from slate.com uh you should excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and you should uh you shouldn't reach for your phone before you're out of sight out of sight out of mind so i mean if you're a big texter then it'll look like you've obviously got some kind of stomach problems or perhaps um a collapsed bladder um and here's a here's a second tip. I'm gonna I'm gonna give two this week to make up for last week. Um, and this is what to do if you're not drinking wine. So don't make a big deal of saying I don't drink. 
simply place your fingertips over the rim of the glass and say, not today, thanks. This implies no judgment to those who, <laughs> of those who wish to <laughs> imbibe. <laughs> Make sure your restaurant etiquette is perfect, as you might be making these common mistakes. So, just I think s- if you said it like the way that you just said it, I'm not. I think I, mean, I might take offence to that. Not today, thanks. Something like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's two tips. You're going to be using those. Um, no, I'll be I'll be busy texting while I'm downing a bottle of wine. So, <laughs> in, the ch- for more in the wine. churchyard, looking for more texts. <laughs> where, where better to spend your afternoon? Um, yeah, exactly. Than with could the be, ancestors. Could be a vortex or a ley line there, Chris. Well, almost certainly. <laughs> right. So, this week we are going to be looking into um, an incident which I've heard of before. So. That's good. Um, and it's a uh, uh, Slov Pass incident. So, mm. uh, the oh. Dyatlov Pass Sorry, incident... Chris, I just got someone at the door. Have you? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, we'll, we'll stop. We'll be back with you in a second. Now I can just talk about Neil while he's not here. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Some people just aren't taking this seriously. Let's go chasing ghosts. Figuring out all of the urban legends. So, here we go. The deity of... So, how are we, how are we saying that, first of all? D-Y-A-T... L-O-V, so love. Diatlov. Diatlov, yeah? Diatlov. So the Diatlov Pass incident was an event in which nine Russian hikers died in the northern Ural Mountains between the 1st and 2nd February 1959 in uncertain circumstances. We don't, You don't hear a lot about the Ural Mountains, do you? But technically, I think they're Europe's biggest mountain range. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. Good, good geographical fact. Indeed. Well, Russia's weird in it because it's half and half. Sort of yes. Yeah. Sort of half Asian. Well, well, historically, always had a kind of theme between West and East. I remember yeah. reading sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Historically, Slavophiles and Europhiles. Yeah, but they're, yeah, just because it's so big, it's basically the size of a continent, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're kind of on that, that border, and it's kind of like it's where the Roman Empire was as well, when you had, it used to be um, split between Constantinople and um, and Rome. So sort of that, that east-west divide, and it's, it's always been something. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I still remember, yeah, it was years back, they, didn't Russia get invaded by the, um, was it the Mongols? Probably, everyone did. Yeah, I mean, the Mongols pretty much. Pretty much. Took over the entire planet. Yeah. They made it like to the Holy Lands and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, but that's a big old patch of lands to be, to be taking on. Well, Russia's make, huge when you think it goes all the way around. Didn't make it to Ireland, though, did they, the Mongols? Didn't they? No, but I presume they Ireland. didn't like didn't like getting on the iron horses that crossed the sea. Yeah, exactly. Well, that might be Game of Thrones, I'm not sure. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I get so muddled in my head these days. <laughs> Is it history? Is it Game of Thrones? Uh, to be honest with you, I'd watch the History Channel more, but let's face it, that's not going to help. It's just going to get me into a load of conspiracy theories. I don't know what you're talking about. It's full <laughs> historical facts. It's brilliant. Um, so, the experienced trekking group 
from the Ural Polytechnic Institute, led by Igor uh, Dyatlov. So it's named after him, not the not the yes, past. I believe I believe they named it after after he died. After the leader. Um, so they established a camp on the eastern slopes of uh, Kulat Shakil. Uh, during I'll the be honest, Chris, we're going to struggle with a lot of the pronunciation here. Maybe I'm you. I'm just going to mark that out at the start. Well, actually, you, you've 10 out of 10 thus far. I'm perfect at um, uh, <laughs> Slovak. Um, so during the night, something caused them to cut their way out of their tents and flee the campsite while inadequately dressed for the heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. So after the group's bodies were discovered, an investigation by Soviet authorities... Uh-oh... Neil, you're literally on your phone. I can't believe this. I'm I'm, I'm reading facts from a. From you a learn nothing from the start of this episode. <laughs> I don't. Know. And you're drinking wine. <laughs> you didn't say <laughs> the wine. I can. I, did, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to refuse the wine you were offering me. <laughs> what? I'd have done the trick about putting my finger over and saying, "Not today, please," or whatever it was. <laughs> Not today, thanks. Um. So, Soviet authorities... Not judging you. <laughs> not judging you, boozy mcboose. Perhaps if you could clean up that vomit down your shirt, that would be nuts. But I'm not judging you. <laughs> oh, God, judging McGay can't vomit down my fucking front. I'm not <laughs> judging you. Um, how, are the chi- how are the children doing? Not very well in school, I hear. Um... I'm on the board of directors, you know. <laughs> right. So the Soviet authorities already, already that's got that's got my um, urban legend meter clicking away. Yeah, you have some some cynicism about the the investigation. I do. So they determined that the six men had died from hypothermia. Oh, no shit. While uh, the other three had been killed by physical trauma. Mm. I believe there were some sort of fairly weird injuries, weren't there? Because if they'd all just oh, died yeah. of the cold, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, might have just gone out for, you know, some shenanigans in the snow. Cut their way out of the tent because they were desperate for shenanigans. Yeah, just like this. <laughs> the, the shenanigans are far too much for this tent. I haven't got time to unzip it. It's not far way out. They probably would have had those. It was the 50s, so they probably would have had those toggle buttons like you had on annoying coats when you were a kid. You know, the wooden toggles. Well, everything I know about camping, I know from Carry On Camping, Chris. So, well, if that's if that's any indication, then well, and ah, we've been camping together three times. Each one worse than the last. <laughs> yeah, I think the last one really sealed the deal on that one. Yeah. So that was in. Oh God, no! I'm just remembering what the third time was. Yeah, truly. Really I thought the second one was probably the worst, but yeah, the third. I think the third one definitely killed it. Yeah, for anyone who wants to know, that was. Um... An uh, ill-judged trip to a music festival <laughs> where we specifically went to the furthest point away from everyone, only to be woken up in the morning by a group of uh, lads, 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 who were very much enjoying uh, imbibing drugs and who had set up their tents, weirdly, round our two tents as if we were like the central campfire and we're just shouting at each other and playing music all the time and it was also um the whole place flooded oh it just rained constantly and i wasn't in a waterproof tent so that was nice like sleeping in a bath 
yeah. not conducive to a relaxing weekend. Yeah, like the well, we just we just ditched the tents, didn't we? We just got whatever we could, <laughs> whatever we no, could. We, we, caref- we carefully packed up all of our things. Whatever, and sure they were whatever we had of any value and could salvage, we put in our bags and went after a couple of days. Um, yeah, so that was a shame. And also, it was out in the country, neither of us drive, so it was a complete ball ache to get home. <laughs> we, we didn't plan thoroughly, did we, let's face it? Well, I think if I ever went to a music festival again to stay, which feels at this point unlikely, then I would cough up the money to go to, like, the VIP bit or something, which I think probably isn't that... Well, I mean, it's expensive, but... That's worth it. Get what you pay for. Yeah, hopefully. Although that might might be more annoying because there'd be people on drugs who are also quite annoying because they were going glamping. So, I don't know. Can you win? Probably not. Probably can't win. Probably just don't go. (laughs) Just just put a finger over your glass and say, I'm not imbibing today, thank <laughs> you. But do it in a non-judgmental fashion. Massively judge them. Um, right, so here's some of the physical traumas. So one victim had major skull damage. Mm. Two had severe chest trauma. Another had a small crack in the skull. Four of the bodies were found lying in a running water in a creek. And three of these had soft tissue damage on the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes. One was missing its tongue. And one was missing its eyebrows. <laughs> I mean... Imagine he saw something really shocking and they flew off upwards, like in a cartoon. I can, I can only speculate. What could, how could a man be so terrified he flew off his own eyebrows? That sounds consistent with a Yeti attack, Chris. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Are there Yetis in the Urals? Yes, he's they, in the Urals. They, they crave eyebrows, as the sweetest of mates. And, <laughs> uh, they're actually naturally bald, the Yeti, but they steal yeah. eyebrows yeah. to keep themselves warm. It's just good, good padding, good good therm- thermal conductors, eyebrows, apparently. They're great. My eyebrows are getting really long now that I'm getting older. Really long. I'm constantly pulling them out. They're about, I don't know. Okay. Half, half, well, I'm still relatively fine. Half a metre. Or something, but I'm 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 probably more ape-like than you, aren't I? Just in you physical are, appearance, I, I tend to find an appropriate hair tends to grow out of my ears for some reason, mm. which is always great. Yeah, oh, wow, there's a yeah huge. I'm not getting that yet, so yeah. you know, together would be that. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean more terrifying. Um, so so missing their eyes, missing tongue, and eyebrows. Eyebrows are the weird one. Eyes and tongue, I don't know, animals? Yeah, I mean, you think, I mean, but wouldn't, if it was like wolves or something, wouldn't there be tracks? I guess I if it's in the snow, then it, I guess it could just, they would get covered up eagles. again. Eagles? I mean, if it, eagles, no, if it was a wolf, it wouldn't waste the rest of the meat, would it? It wouldn't just go, mm, I true. only like the eyes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's pointing more and more towards the Yeti. <laughs> So they're very, they're very chuck, picky eaters. Very picky eaters. That's why there's so few like of them. Tongue. It's like pandas. Um, the investigation concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the deaths. That's disconcertingly vague. Yeah. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths, including animal attacks, hypothermia, avalanche, uh, uh, catabatic winds. 
infrasound-induced panic, military involvement, or some combination of these. Russia, Russia opened a new investigation into the incident in 2019, and its conclusions were presented in July 2020, that an avalanche had led to the deaths. Survivors of the, of the avalanche had been forced to suddenly leave their camp in low visibility conditions with inadequate clothing and a diet of hypothermia. Andrei Kuryakov, deputy head of the regional prosecutor's office said, office said, it was a heroic struggle. There was no panic. <laughs> what? Um, but they had no chance to save themselves under the circumstances. A study led by scientists from EPFL and ETH Zurich published in 2020, suggested that a type of avalanche known as a slab avalanche could explain his injuries. The mountain pass in the area has later to be named the uh, Dyatlov Pass in memory of the group. Right, so... Well, we'll, we'll start with a few things here, Chris. So, I've, I mean, the first thing, actually, I was doing a bit of reading on this, and Ooh. so... Yeah, oh, I imagine that. That's part of your thesis. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. We'll get it out one day. Um, and so I think this was covered up for quite a while, actually, because when, when originally they did the investigation, um, the area was actually sort of closed off for about four years. Mm. And they, they kind of, as happened, apparently, according to sources, as happened in the 50s in, in sort of Soviet Russia, they, they weren't sort of keen to, to you know, um, dwell on bad news, if you like. Right. Which was a horrible, horrible incident. All these sort of brilliant young people getting you know, dying in a horrific fashion, um, which is really sad. But Yeah, but you but, can't really, I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to be pretty partisan to blame the Soviet communist system for an avalanche. So it seems, seems unless... I think, I think, I think you find partisan is literally what everyone was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. The other thing that, so, so, so I think that's what kind of the, the fact that it wasn't wasn't so well known for a time. They tried to sort of cover it up, but then it, you know, as 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 is, can be the case of these things, the fact that they tried to sort of like you know smother the information, yeah. it just meant that it kind of kept on sort of going around and going around um, for years. Nobody's come up with a, a, a really satisfactory explanation for all the injuries and stuff like that. The other thing that I want to mention. This apparently was known um, by there's there's sort of local nomadic tribes. I think the Mani or something like that. Who, who you know they they're I guess they're a bit like the um, Sami yeah. um, up in the northern climbs. They, they they sort of hunt reindeer and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they called uh, the area locally Death Mountain. Death Mountain isn't that a, Mountain. isn't that a ride in Disney? No, that's Thunder Mountain, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say you, you name you name your ride Death Mountain. You're playing with Faye. Um, so, but yeah, no. Imagine going, to, but that's real horror movie stuff, though, isn't go it? Go to Death Mountain. Yeah, look. If I said to you, "Oh, do you want to do you want to go and sort of spend a week hiking and go and camp on Death Mountain?" What would your response be? Would, but if you said that to me, or if you said that to yeah. most people, well, either or. But if you said it to me, I'd be in for it, obviously. <laughs> Straight, I'd be going. Yeah, sounds good. Why is it Death Mountain? Are there any pigmen? I think I think you're tempting fate there, man. No. You, go, you go playing around with Death Mountain. I go and uh, enjoy the that that horror movie moment where you you know don't get down into the basement, don't don't go and spend the night in Death Cottage. Well, yeah, but we don't live in a horror movie. Name that we? for a reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm constantly going up to Devil's Dyke to enjoy the view and take the air. 
Um, but I've had. Did you not know that was carved out by the devil? Yeah, I did. That's. You know, I, I keep trying to get him to learn me learn me up how to play guitar, play guitar really nice, but he's not interested. I'll meet you at the crossroads, mate. Oh, cool. Yeah, he said. Um, even I cannot get those stupid fingers to fret properly. <laughs> <laughs> but right, so there's contradict. So it it's contradictory the evidence of this avalanche thing. And yeah, it's an avalanche. You know, case closed. So, What's tongue and eyes missing? Well, that's just something that happens during avalanches. Um, so, Throw their own tongue and eyeballs. So the location of the incident didn't have any obvious signs of an avalanche having taken place. An avalanche would have left certain patterns and debris distributed in a wide area. The bodies were found within a month of, uh, of the events, were covered with a very shallow layer of snow. And if there'd been an avalanche of uh, sufficient strength to sweep away the second party, these bodies would have been swept away as well. This would have caused more serious and different injuries, and the process would have damaged the tree line. None of that happened. Also, Neil, I wish the viewers could have seen that look you gave me. Um, Over 100 expeditions to the region had been held since the incident, and none of them ever reported conditions that might create an avalanche. A study of the area using up-to-date terrain-related physics uh, revealed that the location was entirely unlikely for such an avalanche to have occurred. The dangerous conditions found in another area nearby, which had significantly steeper slopes and uh, cornices, were observed in April and May when snowfalls of winter were melting. During February, when the incident occurs, there were no such conditions. Right. An analysis... Well, of, sounds like you've made... An analysis of the, the terrain of the slopes showed that even if there could have been a very specific avalanche that found its way into the area, the path would have gone past the tent. The tent had collapsed from the side, but not in a horizontal direction. Dyrtov was an experienced skier. They were all experienced, I believe. And the much older Zolotaryov was studying his master's certificate in ski instruction and mountain hiking. Neither of these two men would have been likely to camp anywhere in the path of a potential avalanche. And finally, Neil, as if that hasn't slammed this, Footprint patterns leading away from the tent were inconsistent with someone, let alone a group of nine people, running in a panic from either real or imagined danger. All the footprints leading away from the tent towards the wood were consistent with individuals who were walking at a normal pace. There. What do you have to say about that, Neil? Defend yourself. What's that? Clearly you've debunked the, the avalanche theory then. Um... Well, what's what's your what's your what's your uh, what's your alternative theory then? Robots. <laughs> no robots. Um, no, all the robots. I, I don't know. I, I'm just Neil. I'm just putting it out there that the avalanche theory stinks of a co- like stinks of a cover up to me still of some kind because I don't know that we can necessarily um, rely on the rigorous non-political judgment of the scientists who have said that an avalanche happened. You've said that the, you've that it's been looked at and peer-reviewed. Well, there's been there's been a there's been, there was a, there was a later study which did actually manage to um, 
to model. So they use they use up to date computer modelling, and they were they were able to um, to show that an avalanche could have been consistent with a lot of the um, the blunt trauma injuries. It would have been consistent with um, with you know the tracks and all the rest of it. And but anyway, they, they, so they've yeah they've done some up to date modelling and they've or, or using current computer modeling apparently they've, they've been able to sort of like show it could it could be down to an avalanche you know what i would counter that with i don't think necessarily it's less interesting <laughs> yeah i don't think necessarily the best and brightest scientists out there are going to be the ones who are looking over this 50 year old thing i don't think they're going to be well i mean i think we should we should sort of Start what I'm doing, what I'm doing is I'm questioning their credentials, and I'm doing it now publicly. Oh, I'm going to have another Warren Gina incident in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> what about aliens, then? What about them? Well, I'm I'm looking through here, and um, I'm looking say, for some, some alternative theories, mm. or some of the conspiracies that come out. And according to uh, according to one of the sites, oh, this is this is from an article in the Atlantic. And I Who's was trying to look this up earlier. It is by who is it by? Alec Loon. Alec Loon. Yeah, it's unfortunate name, isn't it? When they were out there, one of them put together a fake newspaper with headlines about their trip. According to the latest information, what? abominable snowmen live in the northern Urals. So the 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 um, people who went out hiking there. Yeah, what the, the ones who got killed up? Yeah, the ones who got killed. Um, one of them actually drew a f- up a fake newspaper. Right. So he's really ahead of his time. He was doing kind of like The Onion yeah. back in the 50s, which is great. Yeah, he's good. Good lad. Yeah. And he came up with a headline about uh, a vulnerable snowman living in the northern Urals. Ah, nice one. Now, what if... Now, you go you go to Dead Mountain and you start <laughs> chatting shit about a vulnerable snowman, you're, you're playing with fire, my friend. Well, it, Irony. Sounds, it sounds like his newspaper could have been considered... Uh, subversive by the powers that be, which would lead to this maybe being a cover-up well, I, I wonder false flag operation. <laughs> was the KGB looking for the abominable snowman? Almost certainly, yes. And then, yeah, and then some some hikers got too close mm-hmm. and they had to be disposed of. Because I, I believe another fact that we haven't mentioned, there was radioactivity found on a couple of the bodies. Was I there? Believe. There was. Okay, I've not seen that. Intriguing little elements. Oh. I think they were. See, I do think that I've. Um, I do think that this has come up on Ancient Aliens before. <laughs> this, this, like everything that we talk about. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can. It's a bit like you know, you can any any sort of fictional story you can you can um, you can solve with it was magic. Mm-hmm. Um, for any kind of conspiracy theory, aliens. That's your kind of like you go to. Yeah. Or, or the devil, obviously. So, yeah, you always mention the devil. Good Catholic. Maybe the devil's in. an alien. Well, there you go. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm having to process a lot of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I don't know. There's there's, a not, there's there's not a lot of what you would call standard alien... Um, there's no signifiers of anything. Well, was, I was going to say ephemera, but that's wrong. <laughs> just like, yeah, they well, just leave bits of tat about. There was one photo found at the scene, mm. um, which 
and I, I looked at it and frankly it just looked like um a bit of film going blobby but um that was taken out of that and because it just it was clearly a sort of misexposed um, bit of film mm. that, that was left out of the inv- official investigation. But some um, extraterrestrial research apparently said, no, it should have, it should have been in there because that could show um, evidence of, of extraterrestrial. Yeah, it could have been a year. Or apparently as well they saw, I can't remember what the source on this, but because obviously we've thoroughly researched this, that <laughs> it was consistent with they'd seen fireballs in the sky in the local area supposedly and fireballs as we know are uh, are consistent with with alien sightings yeah possibly apparently possibly all lightning that's one isn't it yeah that's yep yeah, unexplained fireballs in the sky yeah well i mean it's i was gonna say there's siberia tends to get hit by a lot of meteors because there's one quite recently wasn't there Meteors or comets, alien drones, alien drones, alien drone strikes. Yeah. Or, um, what do you think? If you're if you're Zog, from alien Org, or and, you know, uh, angels, or again, are, are angels aliens? Who can say? <laughs> well, I can point you to a few people who would say that they are. <laughs> um, but there's uh, there's kind of a. And it's not surprising because you know, Siberia is just like a name, and it's like oh, Siberia. It's, Siberia is an area, but if you yeah. look at how big Siberia is, it's about half the fucking planet. Like it's absolutely massive, and it goes mm, much further, much further south than you'd imagine. So it's from like the Arctic to I don't know, like it goes whatever. It goes really far down. Siberia pretty much butts up to the to like the Kazakhstan and places like that, doesn't it? Like it's. It goes, it's it's massive and it's really unhappy. Yes, it so it's not surprising that it gets hit by meteorites and stuff. Because there's that famous one, isn't there, from the early part of the century or something, where a massive one blew like a whole forest down. Oh yes, yeah. That's I've seen. You know, in in Russia, there's quite a lot of them. They have um, cameras on the front of their cars to record. Oh, that was a recent one. Yeah, there was one that showed uh, footage yeah. of a meteor coming down. Yeah. But there was, yeah, and there's uh, there's the old one where there was, like, just the trees kind of all blown outwards. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it happens, but it's not surprising because of the size of the place. I don't know whether... Um, I don't know, there's, like, parts of the Earth that get hit more, isn't there, because of the Earth's tilt in conjunction with the asteroid plane? Something like that. I think so. I'll take your word for that, fair enough. Your best to. I'm an expert in these yeah. things. <laughs> so here's some other um, potential potential things that could have happened. Um, so the so catabatic wind. Have you ever heard of this? I looked this looked this up earlier. So this is kind of like a almost like a localized hurricane. It's something about I, I don't really understand high pressure, low pressure, and stuff. But it's basically a weather phenomenon where you'll get a, a, a very lo- localized kind of like fast winds yeah. coming down. It's a drainage wind, um, and it carries high density oh, air from a higher elevation down a slope under the force of gravity. Um, so they rush, yeah. So they rush down elevated slopes at hurricane speeds, but not often as intense as that. So. That's an idea. So that's something which a Swedish-Russian expedition made to the site. After investigation, they proposed it was that, or they said it was plausible. There's a lot of it's plausible, isn't there? There's not a lot of it was. Well, it's hard to prove either way, I suppose, on this kind of thing. Well, I reckon they already know. 
do you? Yeah. So infrasound. So that's um, that's that's more exciting. So yeah. uh, it's popularised by Donny Eicher or Eicher in his 2003 book Dead Mountain. So winds going around Colat uh, Sayakal created a Carmen Vortex Street. Okay. Yeah, Carmen Vortex Street, which can produce infrasound which is capable of inducing panic attacks in humans. According to his theory, the infrasound generated by the wind as it passes over the top of the Holachahal mountain was responsible for causing physical discomfort and mental distress in the hikers. He claims that because of their panic, they were driven to leave the tent by whatever means necessary and fled down the slope. But that doesn't account for the sort of ponderous pace that apparently it looks like they took. <laughs> By the time they were further down the hill, they would have been out of the infrasound path, would have regained their composure, but in the darkness, they would have been unable to return to the shelter. The traumatic injuries suffered by three of the victims were a result of them stumbling over the edge of a ravine in the darkness and landing at the rocks at the bottom. Again, I don't know that that sounds very... I don't... I, yeah, I'm not buying that one. Well, yeah, it's possible. I, I, I would when you, when you initially sort of proposed the sort of super low frequency thing, I was hoping it was going to be like Yeti drum and bass or something. <laughs> yeah. so, Yeti you know, dubstep. They, they're like the opposite of dogs. They hear very, very low frequencies, and they just yeah, they love a bit of yeah. So they that's how they, that's how they communicate with whales, which give them um, give them lifts from one landmass yeah. to another, isn't it? Absolutely. That's that's how it all happens. That's why you. That's why you never see an abominable snowman come too close, and they just play their uh, dubstep at you. Jump on a whale. Jump on a whale and sail off to another piece of ice. So, the other big theory is military tests, which is what I'm leaning towards now. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. So, in one speculation, the campsite fell within the path of Soviet parachute mine exercise. The theory alleges that the hikers, woken up by loud explosions, fled their tents in a shoeless panic and found themselves unable to retain, return for supply retrieval. After some of the members froze to death, attempting to endure the bombardment, others commandeered their clothing, only to be fatally injured by subsequent parachute mine concussions. There are indeed records of parachute mines being tested by the Soviet military in the area around the time when the hikers were there. Parachute mines detonate while still in the air rather than upon striking the Earth's surface and produce signature injuries similar to those experienced by the hikers. Heavy internal damage with relatively little external trauma. The theory concedes... Oh, concedes, sorry with reported sightings of glowing orange orbs floating or falling in the sky. So that's what you mentioned. Or aliens. Within the, <laughs> within the general vicinity of the hikers and allegedly photographed by them, potential military aircraft or sending parachute mines. This theory, among others, uses scavenging animals to explain the uh, Dubinana's injuries. Some speculate. I'm assuming that's the missing tongue and eyes and things. Yeah, I would think so. Some speculate that the bodies were unnaturally manipulated on the basis of characteristic uh, liver mortis, 
markings discovered during autopsy, as well as burns to the hair and skin. Photographs of the tent allegedly slow it was erected incorrectly, something these experienced hikers were unlikely to have done. A similar theory alleges testing of radio radiological weapons, and it's based partly on the discovery of radioactivity on some of the clothing. Again, Neil, as you've mentioned, mm. as well as the description of the bodies by relatives as having orange skin and grey hair. Is that David Van Day, like I mentioned? <laughs> uh, however, radioactive uh, dispersal would have affected all, not just some, of the hikers and the equipment, and the skin and hair discoloration can be explained by a natural process of mummification after three months of exposure in the cold and wind. The initial suppression of Soviet by Soviet authorities of files describing the group's disappearance is sometimes mentioned as evidence of a cover-up, but concealment of the information about the domestic incidents was standard procedure in the USSR, and thus far from peculiar. And by the late 1980s, all of the files had been released in some manner. So, not sure about... Well, right, so... Some of them were a bit radioactive. Where would they have got that from? I think I read somewhere, again, crack, crack and research, that one of them did work in some sort of radioactive... Um, yeah, well, they work at a university, don't they? Or a polytechnic or whatever it was. Well, yeah, but the event of them were, um, were uh, yeah, uh, masters. Well, they were all master students, I believe. They could have picked that up around the campus because you would think they're doing a lot of nuclear shit. With you, though. Huh? You're working with radioactivity, you wouldn't normally, um, you know. But it depends would be, how you would. It would surely it would depend on how long you work with it. Don't you become a bit radioactive? Uh, well, no. I mean, you take very stringent precautions to sort of make sure that you don't. Uh, in your well, in know. your all polytechnic in Russia in 1954. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe in the 50s <laughs> it was a little more. <laughs> you know. Um, so I think the parachute mine exercise for me, ticks more of the boxes. Well, yeah, but then why Why? Why have they stabbed their way out of their tent? Well, they're saying... Well, what they're saying here is that... Why were they all in the buff? <laughs> having a bit of fun. Um, so they're having a bit of fun, and then some mines fell on them. Uh, the mines are an interesting theory, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't... That doesn't explain why they had to slash their way out of their tent. Well, it said that the tents um, were erected incorrectly allegedly, in the photos. So it could be that they killed these people who were hiking and that. They went, ah, oh, shit. Right, get rid of the burnt clothes. Put up the tents. Make it look Apparently like... they were cut from the inside. Yeah, well, you can do that if you put up a tent. Just go inside. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, does it, if you're the soldier? Um, maybe they were trying to make it look like an animal attack or something, but just really badly. I mean, I think often with with these kind of things, I go, well, why was there only one one thing, like one sort of slit in the tent? Well, a lot of people are quite half-arsed at their job. So it's like someone, oh, make that look like it's uh, been an animal attack, right? So an animal got in the tent, they would have gone, yeah, yeah, whatever, just <laughs> rather than trying to recreate an animal clawing, they might have just put a slit in the tent and thought that would do. No one will notice. I think you're, you're downplaying the professionalism of KGB assassins. <laughs> I don't know. So um, 
I don't know. It's as likely as avalanches to me. Well, that's a bold claim. Yes, yeah. Well, I'm a bold man. Um, what do, so, what about you? What do you think? It's an it's an interesting theory. I don't. I, I, I tend to go for the most boring option, so I think I think um, the avalanche theory seems more in keeping with reality to me. But it's possible, despite me debunking it. Well, yeah, despite your thorough debunking, I'm still I'm still team avalanche. But no, you're yeah, all over the shop, Neil. Normally, you're you're saying the simplest theory, and it's been debunked. You're going, well, I believe it anyway. You're what's going on with you? You've you've gone you've gone soft on me. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it feels like the um the most likely option let's put it like that but yeah I get, you know umbrella mines it's, it's an yeah it's a possibility i guess so it's, well, it's, i mean what mines. are we saying or oh, parachute mines sorry umbrella so we're saying it's kind of like they were t- <laughs> no you need you need a you need a mine umbrella when there's parachute mines about ah, okay. that's the only thing that can save you <laughs> so with it is, is a theory then that uh the um the parachute mines they were just sort of testing them yeah. realized they killed a load of graduate students by accident Brilliant. and then tried to cover the whole thing up but but then why would you make it such a mystery because the whole th- i mean the reason why they, well so the whole thing with it so if i if you were gonna sort of do that what i would do is then just bury the entire tent under snow and then go oh look we found them in an avalanche you know there's plenty of evidence there case closed that's a shame isn't it i wouldn't you know i you wouldn't have leave bodies scattered around all over the place, half dressed with eyebrows missing and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but lonely nights in the Urals, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? So you're now thinking that the um, the cover-up squad were having some shenanigans as well? I'm, I've not said that. You've said that, now. You've well, said that, I'm not just, me. I'm just, I'm just trying to investigate just, what it is. That's just where where your mind's gone, mate. Oh. Um, yes, could could be. No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Unconvinced. Um, unconvinced. No, because if it's so, if, it's, if we're talking cover up, then I don't see why you'd leave such trail of mystery behind. Yeah, and I don't, also it doesn't feel consistent. So why are they half dressed? Why were you know why why were some of them so much further down from the tent? Well, half. Well, I don't half understand why they, could why they be that they were removing evidence from the that they've been killed by mines. But, but surely then you dress them in something else. So let, let's say you're going out. Yeah, well, it depends if it you've got spare clothes with you, doesn't it? Well, you just figure it out. I mean, they're not going anywhere, are they? I'm not saying that these are the most educated I'm people saying, in the world. Gonna, if you were going to, no, yeah, that's really, if if it's a cover up, then I'm my my. Here's you think my, they would have covered point. it up better? Is what you're saying? I'm saying you wouldn't leave it looking so mysterious. I'm saying you know, I yeah, but I would. Just so well, you'd, have, you'd have a couple of pricks banging on about it 50 years from now. It would be a good story. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right, Chris, I sent you, you in got there to how cover, up, you got to remember... cover up those umbrella mines. What you've done is the opposite of that, to be honest with you. You've turned it into an enduring 70-year conspiracy theory. Yeah, you I know. You failed at your job. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, like, even even music is, um, is state-controlled, so it's pretty fucking boring here. So, excuse me if I... Took this one chance to have a little bit of fun. Well, I mean, whoever that Shave guy his is, eyebrows he's, off. he's getting a bullet in the back of the head the next day, is what I'm saying. Wow. If you're literally working for a death squad that covers up other people's deaths, then it I think you're going to... No one gonna, said it was I think you're going to rigorously apply your... Uh, your I reckon it was up. just a local, like, like a local sort of army or police were. 
They wouldn't have. Well, there wasn't. This is the thing because they were out in the middle of nowhere, weren't they? Because one of the one of the theories that's also been floated around because there's again talking about these sort of um, nomadic uh, one of these nomadic tribes. Again, I can't remember. Is it the Mami or something? Um, And they uh, maybe they did. There was some. Well, that was that was a theory that some people have proposed. As it turns out, the actual. The area, well, no, they were, but as it turns out, they're actually friendly to to Russians, and they they lived kind of like about a hundred um, kilometers away from where. So that that particular site, there wasn't any, um, you know, it wasn't a good place for sort of herding reindeer or what, whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah, but it might be but, good. Yeah. But who, you know, it might have been good for, as you've said, Yeti meeting up with the Yeti or something. Meeting so up with you, Yeti one again. So you're saying whale. you've given up on the Yeti then? No, no, I'm, I'm hanging out for Yeti. That's because that's the most fun. So, you're flying in the face of everyone else. I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I think I'll, I'll, I'll go off the avalanche theory. I'm, I'm going full in, I'm, all, all chips on the table onto abominable snowman. Okay, they well, are abominable after all. Who's, who's taking this bet? Because it... <laughs> <laughs> what casino Real. are you going to? <laughs> Reality or, or the opposite? <laughs> of. Um, okay, well, I think so. Let, let, well, let, well, let, well, let's test it. Let's test it through. Okay. okay. So, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a Yeti in your tent starts growling at you. You knife your way out. Mm. Go running along. He's fast. Well, I mean, so first of all, first question. Catches up with you. First question. So we're testing your theory. Yeah, yeah. First question. Yeti in your tent. Would you be scared? If there was a Yeti I in your tent. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Even though it's like a big, lovely teddy bear. Well, are we talking? Do you reckon? Uh, see, this is the thing: is what, what, are, what are they like? Well, exactly. I, I imagine it'd be like. What are they like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I reckon some eight full, sort of eight, eight foot, like eight man. If it was, I'd, that'd be pretty scary. You're not expecting to see it there, are you? And you I would use the knife to cut yourself out of the tent rather than plunge it into its heart. <laughs> you would turn your back on it. Cut your way out your tent, which are big, thick tents back in those days. Cut your way out rather than rather than use it to fight the Yeti. This is what you would do. That's what I would do, yeah, absolutely. But how big are Yetis meant to be? Big on running away. They're like eight foot, eight foot, nine foot tall. Yeah, I re- I'd fancy your chances against the Yeti. I reckon you could. I reckon you could hold your own. I don't reckon. I don't reckon the Yeti would go for you. You? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I think. I think eight foot nine foot. I think. I, I think they'd, they'd be a pretty formidable opponent, to be honest with you. But uh, wow. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're backing me against the fictitious creature. Oh yes. What friends are for in it now? I'm trying to build you up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the one flaw in my theory is that yeses don't exist. But well, don't they? Or, or do they? Well, do they? At one, we'll um, we'll we'll have a look at those. It's more point. in all of heaven and earth than is dreamt of in our philosophy. Uh, a bit shaky before you. Um, okay, so I think probably we've looked through this enough now. It's kind of an it's down as an urban legend, and, and I suppose it kind of is. Again, it's a very broad church, isn't it? Urban legends. So there's legends surrounding it. There's different theories, I guess, and. Um, but it did. But again, it did happen. So <laughs> it's it's a begetter of conspiracy theories and urban legends. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a factual thing that happens. But you know, 
maybe we'll never really know the truth. Maybe. So, Neil. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I'm just loading up the uh, the scientific algorithm that um, we've developed with our friends at, yep. at NASA so that we can scientifically enter our um, our musings into into the into the um, rank it now deep, rank it. deep deep thinking computer first one neil spookiness so i'll let you go first on this one while i um while i uh change a couple of the the reels on the on the machine. Yeah, huge reel to reel 50s soviet style technology that we're using um analog is best as all musicians know um I don't think it's I don't think it's that spooky to be honest with you. I think yeah, it's it's kind of more sad really. You see, all of these people went out um, hiking and, and and died. But now, if 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 Death Mountain had claimed more victims, maybe maybe there'd be more spookiness. But uh, it's it's odd. It's intriguing. I wouldn't say it's that spooky. So it's a it's a two for me. Okay, two for Neil. I'll just put that card into the slot. Um, so I think it's a bit more spooky than that because it's a lot of people dying under strange circumstances with no clear reasoning behind it. I mean, we haven't even brought up... I mean, could it could it have been the um, Siberian version of the Kushtaka who had been involved? Could have been. That would be one of my theories. The, the, otter, the otter people... Um, I think the the fact that they had missing eyes, although it's probably animals, that's quite spooky. Mm. Um, because you know people getting their eyes removed—that's um, I don't know. For me, that's that's a spooky thing because that's what they see within there. <laughs> so so yeah, it, the injuries are quite horrific. Yeah. Bad injuries, half naked, looks like they were walking. So like kind of hypnotized maybe. Um, yeah, I mean this this one has so far got a disappointingly low level of theories around the supernatural, which is you know I think it could have more. I'm surprised it hasn't. But then that's that's the Soviet for that Soviet Russia for you, isn't it? Got rid of all the supernatural. No time for ghosts and goblins. Yeah. Just work and science, science and cabbage. glory of and the nation. Yeah. The glory of the nation. So I think it's more spooky than that. So I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it four for spookiness, because I think it is a little spooky. It certainly sent a mild chill up my, um, up my wazoo. So believe, believability. So... It is believable because it happened. Yep. So uh, that's an easy one. Um, believability of the theories. Yeah, I still don't think it's there yet. There is no one theory to pin your hat on. So I'm going to give it a seven for believability. High score because it happened. I don't... There isn't, But there isn't one theory which I accept yet. 
So I'll, I'll go. I'll go down the middle on this one because I don't believe any of the kind of like more more outro outro um, outro. I don't know how you say that word. Um, I don't believe in the more exotic theories. Um, so I'm going to go because, as you say, I mean, obviously, you know, what occurred occurred, but um, the explanation, some of the uh, explanations for why, I'm not sure I believe them. So we'll give it. We'll give it a five. It's an interesting system we've got for scoring, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's almost like it doesn't really work. <laughs> just make it up. Yeah. So, Reach. So, I had heard of this before. Um, I never had, yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, I'm very... I'm much better read than you. So. That's true. <laughs> especially, especially in the arcane and exotic. Yeah, you're too busy watching, you know, Jersey Shore, that kind of stuff, yeah, aren't you? Keeping up with the Kardashians, mate. Yeah. Who knows what could happen with that crazy bunch? Well, they just finished, didn't they? I should. Yeah. Let, I should. I, I should. I've not kept up. If I'm being honest, I heard it on the radio. Um, so, uh, yeah, I should let people know. So, for the first ten episodes of these, we're recording them pre doing it weekly. So we're not. So we are doing it weekly, but we wanted to get kind of a big group of them together so we could just go bang and stick them all out. After that, we'll just be doing it on a week by week basis. Um, and I will give out an email address and that so people can give us some of their theories or other legends they've heard. So just just doing a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so, Rich, so I'd heard of it. It seems fairly big, but it's not a big consideration. I'm going to go for a six. Although there was the film Devil's Pass, which was based on it as well. I was going to say, I, I, I'm going to go higher here because Ooh. it's a bit like we talked about Spring Hill Jack. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, it's been around for a while. So I, th- I think this is one that will still, you know, as you say, it's, they've made a film, there's been a book written, it's been in, it, you know, we, we haven't gotten to our beloved resource material of the British tabloids yet, but it's had a Daily Mail headline, and no doubt that the, the Star and the Express have got something to say. You know, you maybe, so. maybe Princess Diana caused it. <laughs> it? Yeah, some sort of time loop shenanigans. Um <clears throat> So yeah, no, I think it's an eight for me because it's 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 it yeah. feels like I mean, as a, it, it's not really an urban legend, but as a spawner of a potential conspiracy theories in urban legends, it feels like one that uh, might stand the test of time. Yeah, it's a posterity argument we use for Spring Hill Jack, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no recency bias. Um, so narrative slash premise again is something that happens. Um, well, I, I, I mean, sorry, I like you. No, you go, mate. Okay. I, see, this is an interesting one for me because a lot of the ones there isn't a lot of narrative thing. There isn't really much of a narrative here, but again, I'm sort of split because it, it, it's one of those things where you can make up your own mind about what happened. I think there is quite a compelling, compelling narrative here because you know you have a, you have all of these sort of brilliant young people. They've gone it's out very sort mysterious. of experience. You know, there's this real level of mystery, and it's like, oh, but what happened? It's for you to decide. So I think, yeah, there's quite mm. a. It's it's what, it, but it's one of those movies where at the end it's like it was all a dream, or was it? One of those irritating ones that doesn't really end with a conclusion, and then you've got to make up your own mind about what really happened. So, um, I mean, I'd say, one thing I'd say, you're not a fan of those kind of twists. It might be yeah. a bit a bit annoying, but no, I think that gives it quite a strong narrative. Okay, I think I'm, what are you going to give it then now? Seven point five. It's going to oh, be another one where a uh, fucking hell, you and your decimal points. Couldn't quite reach an eight for me. But. <laughs> um, yeah, so you won me over a bit there. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I mean, 
Yeah, if it was a story, it's it, well. I mean, and it is a story, but it's a real story. So, it, it's a decent story, isn't it? Because mm. yeah, it's mysterious. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, you can embellish different facts as well, like you know. Yeah, but again, the radioactivity what, element, the fireballs in the sky. What's going to bring it down a bit for me is there's not enough of that kind of left field shit involved. Like the two main thoughts i mean like no no disrespect to to nature or the military but it's nature or the military and those just don't get me dancing so um i'm going to not like kutaka kustaka or something like that or a pig man so that's true so i'm gonna give it solid five fair enough so let's have a look at the overall scores just um, putting a, changing the wires, putting in a different uh, disc in the reel-to-reel. Uh, it's going to be a fairly high score. Oh, have you uh, rewind the crank, Flux? Combobulator. Uh, yeah. Reset it. Yeah, it's really hurting my arms. So that has got a very high score of, if I've done that right, if the computer's done that right, of 64.5 out of a possible 80. Which is the highest yet, I think. Having a sort of look at my notepads. Sorry, database. <laughs> yes. So, that, so that's so that's a very that's a that's a that's a high one considering it's not really an urban legend, and it, and it yeah. does prove that there might be some faults in the algorithm. <laughs> well, you know, it's we're, we're doing this agile. We're going to refine it over time. We're going to, you know, we'll we'll, we'll maybe look into we'll look into the methodology and see whether or not well, we can tweak it. Doesn't matter, does it? What? It's just, um, it's just, you know, we're here to educate, inform, and entertain, really. And but I feel, at the end of the day, people can make up their own scores, and they can make up their own mind. Yeah, I would encourage people to make up their own scores and let us know um, what their what their scoring system is, and if there's a one which we think is is better, then we'll just use that. Yeah, we'll just use that. Just, just steal it. Yeah. Um, and that, if we do use it, then it instantly falls under our copyright. Of course, yeah. Because in case they plan to sell it to any other podcasts. <laughs> well, we could open the source it, become an industry standard. <laughs> Spookiness. Yeah. I don't know how that I don't know how that relates to man use midfield. <laughs> well you're not you're not thinking broadly enough, clearly. I don't know. I've always found Juan Matter quite spooky. <laughs> um Okay, so I think that that's up that's it for this week so i would just like to say um you know please be careful when hiking in the ural mountains um keep an eye out for the yeti but um try not to have nightmares don't camp in death mountain that's my takeaway all right and that's us from urbane legends see you next episode goodbye